0: Get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. The F1 schedule is heating up. Will you go with the old, Reliable, and Max Verstappen? Or take your chance with a potential surprise. Download the app in Ontario. Use the QR code you see at the bottom of your screen somewhere. or Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn to get started. 19 plus, please play responsible. Welcome to Nailing the Apex, everyone. I'm Tim Haraney. Please head on over to Spotify, give us a 5-star rating and a follow. Same goes with Apple Podcasts as well. Rate reviews, it really helps us grow the show. You can follow me on social media, at Tim Haraney. It's emergency pod time! As breaking news, Aston Martin, F1 team, and Honda HRC have agreed to enter into a works partnership deal for the 2026 f1 season i just got done speaking with aston martin boss martin whitmarsh and president of honda racing mr koji watanabe and here's what i've come away with some juicy little details and we'll start with hrc which is the honda racing corporation They will design, develop the power unit and supply it to the Aston Martin team. While Aston Martin, well, they'll design, develop, manufacture, the chassis, as well as handle team management. So for Aston Martin, they've got a lot going for them right now. They got a new factory. They're going to have, which is state of the art, they're going to have a new wind tunnel coming online here very soon in the next... I would say the factory is going to be up and running in the next few months here as for the wind tunnel That's still a bit in development with no data on it's release just yet. They have a strong car Which right now is kicking some ass It's a team on the rise They're building their infrastructure. They're adding to the team more personnel This thing just keeps growing and growing and growing and the team will be known as Aston Martin Honda from my understanding So this is great for the team It's also great for Honda, but quick, we'll take a quick overview of the, uh, 2026 F1 power unit regulations. So you can have an understanding as to how this is all uh, going to work when it comes to the power units. So in 2014, there was a major overhaul with the, with the engines and they turn into the V6 turbo hybrid uh, engines, battery assist, mGUH, MGUK, which we'll explain in a minute. Um, and yeah, turned into these uh, these turbo hybrid uh, beasts of an engine, not particularly the sound, but in terms of the sheer power and output, extremely fast. 2026 is a new engine regulation uh, that is on the horizon here. And it's important for Formula One. It's important for the teams because in the past, there's never really been a lot of OEMs, right? So original engine manufacturers, never really been a lot. But now F1's on the rise. And with it, they've developed into pumping out and making sure that the message of, you know, Uh, net zero carbon by 2030 synthetic fuels by 2026 all of this has really resonated with everyone within the auto manufacturing space and i don't blame them either it's the technology that f1 is working on right now is absolutely incredible and the stuff that we're going to see here in the next few years is going to be mind-blowing so as for the power units for 2026 they'll be powered by 100% sustainable and synthetic fuels. Uh, so that could come from a number of different places, biomass, um, direct air capture, so carbon capture where they suck carbon out of the out of the air. So CO2, uh, they infuse it with H2O and it creates a type of fuel that's basically like a, a drop in and go. So you just pump it into your car at a fuel station and it should work automatically, and away you go. And so that is going to be important for auto manufacturers moving forward because you're not going to be able to, to clear off you know, millions and millions and millions and hundreds of millions of internal combustion engine cars just off the road. You're just not going to be able to do it. So there needs to be another form. This is where F1 is stepping in with the synthetic fuels and all of the research that's going into it battery output for the 2026 power unit increases so the current power unit is a 80 20 engine and uh, battery so it's about 120 kilowatts i believe is what they're using for battery power at the moment uh, they're going to move that in 2026. It will be even, so it'll be 50-50. So 50% of the power is coming from the V6 uh, internal combustion engine, and the other 50% is coming from uh, the energy recovery systems, which will increase to 350 kilowatts. Uh, the MGUH, which is the motor, gener- motor generator unit uh, heat, so uh, this component essentially... Uh, grabs energy from heat so we'll use the turbo as an example the turbo that spools within an engine that generates heat and this system gathers energy from it pumps it into the battery and it's used part of the hybrid system it's a very expensive component a lot of f1 teams really did want to do away with it for these regulations because it was so expensive and it just it wasn't really much relevant to them anymore. Where the MGUK, that remains, that's kinetic energy. So um, heat from the the brake discs, for an example, you can can generate battery power uh, from that. So when the driver pumps his foot onto the brake to uh, slow the car down, that's kinetic energy getting recovered, shoved into the battery, which then again gets pumped into the uh, the V6 um, turbo uh, engine, and away you go. So OEMs and teams that are teamed up, partnered, or ready for the 2026 F1 season, we have Ferrari, Audi, which is doing a deal with Sauber, it's pretty much done, Mercedes, uh, Alpine, which is Renault, Red Bull Ford. So that announcement came out i believe it was in february we were on that uh now aston martin and honda i assume Haas is with ferrari williams i assume they're going to be with mercedes and dreddy global if they're able to get into formula one alpine and renault i'm assuming alpha i assume they are going to be with ford um as well so i got to sit down and speak with f1 team boss or aston martin team boss martin whitmarsh um because I, I wanted to get an understanding as to, you know, when talks had started. I mean, there'd been a lot of a re- lot of reports out there, flying around, about you know potential between Aston Martin and, and Honda. So, Whitmarsh, when I spoke with him on, what are we on Tuesday? It's late late Tuesday evening. We're taping this because just broke the news. Uh, but I spoke with Martin earlier. Uh, On Tuesday, he was in Tokyo when we chatted. Uh, You know, he's worked with Honda before in the past, and this is the guy that is basically the top dog at the Aston Martin F1 team, uh, just under Lawrence Stroll. And he has he has worked with Honda before in the past. Uh, His first time actually working with Honda, uh, he told me, you know, was back in. 1989 he was also involved in bringing honda back into f1 10 years ago as well but he wasn't there to work with them when they arrived in f1 and we also know what happened with the honda mclaren relationship the fallout there and honda moving to red bull and then eventually winning a championship with red bull in 2021 so he told me he found out about Honda having registered to be a power unit supplier for the 2026 season um, back in November, I believe it was and dialed them up said it only took a few weeks for the conversations to really kick in and for them to start, you know, coming closer to a deal. I did speak also with uh, Koji Watanabe. So President of Honda Racing Corporation, he did explain to me that they actually had multiple conversations with other teams but felt that Aston Martin was the best fit for them. They visited the facility. They took a tour. um, They visited the facility in Silverstone. So they saw the massive investment that Lawrence was putting into the team and the facilities and thought that this was a team that is very serious to challenge for a championship. Now Mercedes also plays a bit of a tiny bit of a role in this, but not like a huge role in how Honda kind of came on board. So obviously Mercedes provides, you know, engines and components to some of the teams on the grid. One of those teams is Aston Martin and their partnership will come to an end at the conclusion of the 2025 uh season so at the moment aston martin really enjoys their relationship with mercedes uh, and they feel they get a lot of benefit out of it i spoke with dan fallows um about this who also works for aston martin um during the miami grand prix and he explained that They are so happy with what they're getting from Mercedes. He really has nothing to complain about. So what they do get, they get the engine, so the power unit from Mercedes. At the same time, they get rear suspension, but they also get gearbox, gearbox housing, uh, etc. Essentially, it's basically the whole rear end of the car. And for a, a Formula One team... I mean that's great to kind of get started with something like that but if you want to go and fight for a championship it's not necessarily good to be linked up with uh, another power unit supplier that is also handing you over other items for your car so whitmarsh did explain to me that they will need to build out uh build out of their own components so the partnership with mercedes like i said that's going to end in 2026 but for the team to win, I think that means beating their existing partners. And but when you're you're sitting out, you know, to do that and if you're relying on their technology and components and trying to beat them, it becomes a very difficult situation like I had explained earlier. Whitmarsh did uh, you know, tell me something interesting. He did touch on the wind tunnel, you know, and Aston Martin currently uses Mercedes's wind tunnel until their you know theirs is up and running. But their use of that wind tunnel is very restricted for many reasons that are apart from the regulations. So I'm assuming it could be the testing time. So when uh, when when are they able to you know get in there and start working could it be differing hours of the day transporting your materials over can also be a challenge it's better to have everything kind of on site so building that wind tunnel for them is crucial so the team has had to make a big commitment in technology and development to develop things quicker and faster and get it to the car so they can be competitive right away and get good turnover really fast so it won't be easy for them to make the switch because they're really going to have to redevelop this car i mean they have a great baseline at the moment that they can build upon for the next few seasons where this car could potentially start winning races could be this season but could definitely be next season And then the season after that as well. But then once you get into this new regulation, you're going to have to start looking at different ways of doing your rear end and how are you going to package things. And that may change a bit of your aero philosophy. So there's going to be a lot of work that's going to have to come out of Aston Martin to make sure that they're staying ahead of the curve. So when they arrive in 2026, the car is competitive. Very competitive. Now, Fernando Alonso was a conversation that did come up with the folks at honda and the folks at aston martin during our during our conversations earlier today um you know alonso has had a fallout with honda in the past um over team radio explanations i can't remember i think he believed he called it like a gp2 engine at one point when he was with mclaren Uh, he was extremely frustrated during that race i do remember it um And so that relationship between Alonso and Honda was pretty, pretty rocky. And it's been very rocky for a while. Koji Watanabe, president of uh, Honda Racing Corporation, you know, did tell us that, you know, there were times in the past that they had their difficulties with him, but they do recognize that Alonso is a very outstanding driver. And as for, and as for Honda, you know, they respect him and... Of course, it's up to the to the team to decide, you know, the drivers that they're going to want on this team. Um, but they did say if he is going to be selected, they would welcome him. And then Whitmarsh also followed up and confirmed that Honda would, would not oppose having him on at the team and that the everyone would be delighted to have Fernando Alonso back if he's still racing in, in 2026. And, I mean, who knows? The guy's absolutely tearing it up right now. So he... Uh, He could very well be back. (laughs) Who knows, right? This is Formula One. Um, So why did Honda come back to F1 for the 2026 uh, season? Obviously, they are back right now in a capacity with Red Bull. And for 2026, though, this is going to be, you know, full works engine deal here. They're going to have to head back to the dinos. They're going to have to really start digging in with R&D and getting an understanding of what this new lightweight, smaller, more powerful engine is going to look like and how competitive is it going to be? I think, you know, in the past, you know, Honda, they, they decided to leave formula one. Um, and the focus for them was on carbon neutral activities, but they've since, you know, walked it all back, obviously coming back with red bull, um, Kind of just shows that obviously I think one of the key reasons For their decision Was F1's Commitment to Sustainable uh, Racing or having a sustainable Racing series which Is in line with the Direction that, that Honda uh, was, was aiming towards In terms of their carbon Neutrality I think also the increased Electrification component with Uh, with the Formula 1 cars for 2026 with the power unit, that will be uh, also featured I think the 50-50 power unit output from the ICE, so the internal combustion engine and the battery technology was very important for for them because the technology that they will build for the power units, I think they're going to be able to really use a lot of that in their road-going vehicles and I think it's just extremely important um, for them and and their road going you know vehicles to potentially you know launch flagship sports car models for 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 Honda brands and so I think that's I think that's going to be very very important uh, for them and so why not just go and compete in Formula One learn as much as you can and see what happens. And I think they're also really interested in working with su- sustainable fuels for their road cars as well. Um, like I had said, you know, there's there's just way too many cars on the road for for them to just uh, do away with with all the internal um, combustion engines. So it's been an interesting day. It's been a long day. Uh, I I think this is great for for Aston Martin. I'm extremely excited for them. Ex- extremely excited for for Honda. I I love to see Honda competing in Formula One. It reminds me of the days of Senna and Prost and their battles driving the McLarens. Um, And yeah, you got to love the Honda badge too. It's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, obviously Honda supporting IndyCar for as long as they have at the same time. I just think this is a really great day for... For motorsports and for for Formula One in particular, and to see all of these OEMs that are coming back to F1, it's really important, and I can't stress it enough that you know if we go back, you know, back to whatever 2015, maybe barely any engine manufacturers competing in Formula One, dire times, and now look at it; just shows the the health and the growth of. Of Formula One um, be interesting to see what what happens with Fernando what his decisions are in the coming you know future can he win a championship at Aston Martin before Honda gets there I mean the direction that Aston Martin's going in I could definitely see it they're extremely competitive um, yeah and it's going to be exciting to see them at Monaco because I think Aston Martin's going to be very competitive uh, in, in Monaco uh, they will be having some big upgrades coming to the car too, and they should have those on the car before Canada. Um, but we will have more on the Monaco Grand Prix buildup on Thursday. I'll be joined by uh, a special guest. Won't ruin it uh, on here. But um, until then, you know, thanks everyone for watching and listening. Really appreciate it. Head on over to Spotify. Give us a five-star rating and a follow. Same goes with Apple Podcasts. Write a review. Give us a rating on there as well we really appreciate it head on over to social media give me a follow at tim haraney shoot me a message if you've got any questions do my best to answer all that on twitter or slide into the dms because they are open and we'll talk to everybody in a few days time